0: To find your career with Premier Structures, go to premierstructures.com or give them a call at 256-232-2092. For the barbecue lovers in your life, you can give the perfect gift of Bob Sykes Barbecue books, sauce, and gift cards. Available for purchase at Bob Sykes Barbecue in Bessemer, Alabama, or you can purchase online at bobsykes.com. That's Bob Sykes Barbecue in Bessemer, Alabama.
1: Sometimes life brings you a moment you always will
0: remember or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motor Homes. Fuquay's Southern Soul Food is available at two locations one in Rogersville in the Foodland Shopping Center on Highway 72, and one in Hartzel at 711 Nanceford Road. Enjoy the salad bar and various delicious meats, vegetables, desserts on the all-you-can-eat buffet. Open Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Go see my friends at Fuquay Southern Soul Food in Rogersville or Hartzell and tell them the Mark White Show sent you.
2: Hello, I'm Gene Stallings, and this is the Mark White Show. Get off the sideline and get involved and make a difference in your community. You are listening to the Mark White Show. My daddy is your host, Mark White.
0: Do
1: something good
0: today. Welcome to an on-location edition of the Mark White Show, coming to you from CFR Performance in Athens, Alabama, as I have with me Kale and Brittany Finley. I have been taking the Grand Tour Kale was overworking when I got here, and we found some time to talk. Brittany, welcome to the Mark White Show.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: You are a follower of the show. Yes, sir. And you reached out to me about CFR Performance. How come?
3: I saw the good things you've been posting online, and I just wanted to let you know we were local here in Athens, just like you. And this past weekend, we had raced at North Alabama Speedway, and we were helping with that benefit race for the little boy in need. And I thought it would be good for your show. Very helpful and just positive vibes for our racing community.
0: How did you present that to Kale? Because I'm guessing he doesn't have time to listen or follow the Mark White show. You said this guy's going to come and talk to us on the radio?
3: Pretty much. I said a guy's <laughs> going to come. I'm not really sure what we'll do, if we'll take <laughs> pictures or if he'll interview you or what. But I thought it would be good.
0: You're from Ford City yourself. Yes, sir. And Kale is from Ardmore. Yes, sir. Where did you go to high school living in Ford City?
3: Colbert County High School.
0: Graduated from Colbert County? Yes. And what did you do after you graduated high school?
3: I work at Shoals Hospital as a respiratory therapist after going through college at Northwest Shoals and Wallace State. Through high school, I worked at North Alabama Speedway and currently help them if they ever need anything. I've worked there promoting uh, selling 50 50 tickets. Anything that they need, I jump in and help when I can.
0: What led you to be a respiratory therapist? What about that job?
3: My mother worked at a hospital for over 30 years and she led me and my sister both into the healthcare field because she said it would be something that would always be there and she was right.
0: And racing is a big part of your life this world of racing, as you talk about working at the speedway in the past and working there. Now you started out as a little girl.
3: Yes. My my father and Kel's father, both race, they race together. Me and my sister have went since we were a month old. We've always been there in the bleachers helping out. And we do that every weekend. We've sold parts at, uh, both racetracks locally here at North Alabama speedway, Moulton, Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. We've, um, helped out with the track itself and we also have a traveling open-wheel series the Tri-State Open Wheel Modified Series so that's pretty much what we do every single weekend I'm not sure what we would do if we weren't (laughs) racing
0: and you have two small children
3: Yes, they are in school today. That's why it's quiet in here.
0: (laughs) And what is the racing world to them since they've grown up in it?
3: They go to school talking to their friends, telling them about racing, and most of them don't have a clue what that's about other than Lightning McQueen. (laughs) But they are here every afternoon when Kel picks them up from school when I'm working, and they help out. You'll see a mess made. They enjoy crawling under the cars. They'll draw color pictures with race car numbers on it it's helped them learn their numbers when there are cars in here they'll have colored pages with race cars and inside there they've put number 100 number 77 212 f36 which is their dad's number so they they enjoy it they want to go this weekend they're ready where are we going which (laughs) race track are we going to and they're ready to bring their hot wheels to play
0: as we talked about i grew up with the alabama gang in Hueytown, Alabama from sixth to the ninth grade. My grandfather preached at the church in Hueytown, Hueytown Church of Christ and had the opportunity to meet Davy Allison at the skating rink in Hueytown years ago when he was at a birthday party. And Bobby Allison has been on the show. I've actually been able to get him. And then of course, as people know, Alan Kowicki was from Hueytown. You had Red Farmer, you had Neil Bonnet who had Neil Bonnet Honda in Hueytown. You had Donnie Allison. And of course, Davey Allison lost his life when he was in a helicopter crash with Red Farmer who survived that. Racing has been one of those passions for people in Alabama and this region. But I would say in Alabama, because of the success of the Alabama gang and people jumping on board, wanting to be part of the racing community, those guys who were the pillars of it, you know, those guys where people see them and, and they want to, they aspire to do the same thing. Racing is fun.
3: It is. And we know Red Farmer on a personal level. Kel's been able to do a, a body for him. And we enjoy going to the Hall of Fame if we're in town and he has had a car in there he still races with us when we go to the dirt track. We go every year in January to a race. That's where our first series event will be this year in January at Talladega's ice bowl. And red will be there. He's over 90 years old, but he will not miss it. He races there every year, every weekend. Whereas we just go usually in January. We travel there. Some, we have two events there each year with the series, but we also go Talladega weekend and Everybody loves racing, but we love dirt track racing, or I do. Kel grew up at the asphalt track at Huntsville, but that's not really been my thing. I'd rather (laughs) be at the dirt track.
0: It's hard to think that Red is in his nineties, but living in Hueytown has been over thirty years ago, and he would have been in his sixties at the time. And now that time has just flown by. Yeah, and here we are in twenty twenty three versus nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety four. Let's get Kel into the conversation. Kel, welcome to the Mark White Show, buddy. Good morning. Glad to have you, and you are the fabricator. You are the performance guy when people come here to CFR. What got you into this business? Well,
1: I was a week old, made my first trip to the racetrack, and I've not quit going ever since. (laughs) So naturally, growing up in it, uh, growing up in racing, my dad, his uncles, all his cousins, they all raced and as everyone knows racing is an expensive sport well even back in the day it was a lot cheaper than it is now but not everybody could afford to just run to Athens and drop their car off at CFR Performance and get it worked on so growing up you know my dad had to work on his own race cars had to do all his own fab work so naturally when I started I had to do following the same footsteps both on and off the racetrack as far as I had to build the car Do the fab work, sheet metal work. You know, we built our own motors for years and years and years. And, you know, the types of motors we run nowadays, there are certain builders for them. But that's how I got into it is I did it all myself and I take pride in what I do. And and this guy says, hey, man, I like what you did to your car. What do you charge me to do mine? And it just kind of turned into a business.
0: Well, talking to Brittany, I know that you were able to race more when you were younger And now that you've taken on the business side of things, it's business. And you have people who they want to race. And so you have to get them ready to do what they love to do. And you have to do the work to help them get ready for that.
1: Not to pat myself on the back too much, but that's probably the number one thing that I realized when I started this business is my business is everyone else racing and helping everyone else win races and go fast, not so much myself. So I tend to put my own hobby on the back burner a lot i went from running anywhere from 25 to 35 races a year to i might get in a car four or five times now i've actually made more laps the last two years at practice sessions in other people's cars than i have my own car combined but it has its pros and its cons i've got this whole goal of being 45 and being debt free and i'll have the rest of my life to race so as long as i stay on that goal i think uh i think we'll be good you know When it comes to those four by 10 sheets of metal that come
0: in and the fabrication side of your job, where do you feel like you learned
1: that talent? Was it from your dad? Was he a fabricator in the same way? Oh, 100%. 100%. My dad used to do, he never really had a name for his business until later on. We, you know, he kind of started a business. We called it 36 Racing and Fabrication. And uh, we did a handful of bodies a year there after I was older. But going back to like growing up uh it was the same deal he did pretty good sheet metal work and there's a lot of guys out there that don't have time for it or they don't want to learn how to do it even today even back then they didn't want to take the time to learn how to do it so they'd bring it to him come back a few days later and they got a whole race car and it was that was easier to open their pocketbook per se rather than spend the late hours out in the shop doing it and you know, naturally, anything you do, the more you do it, the better you get. So the more cars he did, the better he got, the more people wanted. It. And it just, the need grew and it keeps growing today. You know, that the world that we live in is like, there's not that many guys that go out on Saturday mornings and put their own, change their own brakes on their truck or change their own oil. It's the same way with racing. There's not that many people that are dead set on doing it theirself and, in the same respect, there's still kids nowadays that wanna learn. So even some of my customers that become friends or family, I try to take the time to teach those them those guys the same things that I've learned. And where they're not always so dependent on someone like myself.
0: Brittany, that's perfect. He didn't even know. We, we weren't. He wasn't in here when we were talking about the lessons that can be learned by a young person. And the fact that I had Nightlife Outlaws out of Birmingham on the show recently. And they teach young people how to work on cars in the Birmingham area. Mm-hmm. Homeless people elderly they try to show them some things that they can do some simple things and then the ones who are able to take on a little more they're able to train them and they also try to feed their community as well and i want to get into that conversation when we come back brittany to talk about maybe some of the the skills that are learned through a young person getting into this sport, what are some qualities that they can pick up because of that, I think that'd be a great conversation. Folks, I hope you'll stick with us. You are listening to The Mark White Show, and I'm your host, Mark White. Make
1: a difference, all we have to do is try. Yeah, every day's a chance to change somebody else's life. Let's all do something good today.
0: and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. For all of your concrete needs in North Alabama, contact Esteban Tovar with Tovar Construction Company. With free estimates and quality work, no job is too big or too small. Give Tovar Construction a call at 256-216-7555 or 256-321-5989. You can also see some of their great work at Tovar Construction Co. LLC on Facebook.
1: Base, to
0: watch him play. Welcome back to the Mark White Show coming Daddy to you from CFR Performance buddy, in Athens, Alabama. So as I speak with Kale, Kale and Brittany Finley. Finley, you heard a great conversation from Brittany and Kale in the first segment. And we talked about the importance of young people learning some life lessons. And there, are, I believe, are a lot of life lessons that can be learned from working on cars instead of having to have someone to do it. Now, I realize that a lot of cars have gone the computer route and it's not like my 1950 GMC that my grandfather had that I still have that I can work on with my brother it's more of having the computer equipment to do that but there are some things that kids can learn checking oil changing oil that they can do themselves and i wanted to talk a little bit about those aspects maybe to get our mindset on what can a kid learn from this racing industry welcome back to the show kale and brittany
3: Yes, it's amazing what they learn just being around it. We have a five-year-old that is, he's eat up with it. He loves it. And when he knows the trailer door drops, he knows what has to be done. He'll go get the winch. He's ready to winch the car out of the trailer, put it on the jack stands. He has his air gauge. He may not can do everything just yet, but he knows the concept of, you know, we need these wrenches and tools and air gauge and jack. He's ready to work on it. And going to the racetrack... North Alabama Speedway and Moulton Speedway, they both do a good job here in our area of including the kids. We have a kids candy dash. They do bicycle races, boxcar races, foot races, and it it has helped keep the younger generation involved where there for a little while I feel like some had dropped out because kids are so involved in sports and other things. Ours, they have a tablet. They don't rarely use it because they are hands-on they mm-hmm. want to be in the dirt in the shop hands-on with whatever they can find
0: i like that so from what i'm gathering from you we're all, we've already talked about responsibility we've talked about commitment is what we've talked about when your son knows that the the door goes down and it's time to get to work teaches responsibility that he has a job to do and until that job's done, he's not finished, right? Correct. <laughs> and, and he knows the step-by-step process because he's seen somebody, maybe dad or someone else, go through the process. So he has learned step-by-step how to accomplish that particular goal. Because every time we do something, it is a goal. Yes, every he time knows we start it's a something. weekly
3: routine, and he's on a schedule. Like He knows what, what to do day, day by day, what's going on.
0: You know, Kel, we talked about trying to help other people learn things that they can and each person's level is going to be different. There are people that are that are going to excel. There's some who can take something that you tell them and really go a long way with it. There's some people who are going to be very basic, and they may get a couple of things out of it. When you approach or when you try to teach someone, what is your approach to that person to try to help them learn what you learned from your dad?
1: Usually, the first thing that any of us need to learn in anything to do with vehicles or racing is obviously maintenance uh i tell guys all the time if you take care of it it'll be good to you you're not going to win races in something that you don't take care of in maintenance so a lot of kids or younger people i know we're talking about kids but when somebody's coming into racing they don't understand how much more is involved in the motorsports aspect of it as far as it's more than just making laps and mashing the gas it's just like in your your 1950 model truck that you had that was your granddad's like you can't just drive that thing 100,000 miles without doing some work to it right. well we can't race these things in the dirt and on the rough race tracks every week and not take care of them so there's a lot of things that i can teach them about first about maintenance like before we can worry about setup and going fast we got to make sure that we can get the car to the track make all the laps so that we can learn but I try to teach them, you know, maintenance intervals and, and, and we call it uh bolt check. You know, we do a bolt check every moving part on the car every week gets bolt checked. You know, you have to stay on top of tires. You have to stay on top of your shocks and springs and all that stuff. But I can build a brand new race car for a guy. He can take it and win the first night with it. And if he doesn't maintenance it right, he'll never win another race. I mean, you do have that happen. It just depends on, you know, it's, it's uh situational, but. That's my my initial approach to somebody that's willing to learn is try to teach them the basics. And
0: you're talking about safety too. Oh, 100 percent, big yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Because when someone gets out on that track and they've missed a bolt or a spring goes out, all those things happen. That's
1: really dangerous for them and for the people around them as they're racing. As something as simple as a five dollar five bolt in a in a right front tie rod right And if it breaks because it was left loose or or it was over tightened. I mean you can hit the wall or wreck or god forbid flip it and i mean you know some of these cars are you know engines and all hundred thousand dollars so i mean there's a lot at stake especially in racing when you're talking about maintenance and and safety and making sure you know everything's addressed you know i think about football when i think about
0: different types of surfaces when you play on astroturf versus playing on grass and me and britney were able to talk about the trip to milton florida if someone goes down there to milton and they're dealing with sandy ground. I used to treat utility poles in that area for gulf power, and I remember the sand. It's easy on a shovel. (laughs) Not so easy on a car, it sounds like.
1: Oh, no. it's uh, The very first trip we ever made down there was with a Southern All-Stars Dirt Late Model Series, and uh, it was a two-day show, and I'd never been there. We raced on Friday night. I'd be lying if I tried to tell you where I finished, but, of course, even at the track we still do maintenance. We get up on Saturdays. We may sleep in a little bit because we're at the track, but we'll get up, we'll unload the car. We'll pull all the wheels off of it, pull the fenders off of it. We go through it from one end to the other. And I was checking out my brake pads and stuff like that. And I actually, the sand that got caked into the right rear wheel and wore the aluminum caliper all the way down to the bolts were hanging out of one side. And it was bad enough that we had to replace the caliper at the racetrack. But that was of all the racetracks i'd ever raced on in my career that was the first time i'd ever dealt with that and it i couldn't imagine racing there every week and you use high quality products yes sir i
0: look over and i see Mm all-star that you deal with what's the radius for your service area i know britney was talking about that you have a certain amount of miles that you're able to cover an area i
1: believe it's 50 or 60 miles i think it's 60 miles they 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 have dealers Cause it's kind of like a wholesale company. You have to have a legit business with a tax number and all that good stuff to be able to purchase from them. And they have tiers also. So not just the average person can, can get set up with them. Obviously nobody within that mile range of me, uh, could, could open an account with them. Um, I have, uh, in the same respect, I have performance bodies that I do business with and they're kind of the same way. They're really really loyal to guys like me because they know this is how we make a living that it's not just our hobby so if anybody does present their case to try to become a dealer they'll say wait a minute and they'll call me up or they'll say hey do you know this guy is he telling us the truth how far away is he things of that nature they're just they really they do their they're they're really diligent about making sure they take care of us guys
0: how do you choose a company like all-star to use their products
1: most of my relationships that I have with companies are personal relationships that may or may not have started out because of business. But Motor State, for example, my dad was always a Motor State dealer. Uh, And Motor State owns All Star and Quick Car products. So I use all those products because they come from Motor State. And when I kind of started the business, they rolled the account over to me. And then I had the pleasure of the owner of the company. Actually, he was in Athens one night at an antique fair because he's an avid antique hunter, So he saw that he was that close to us. So he swung by one night unannounced and stayed for like four hours. So we kind of started that relationship and now he'll message at the holidays and things like that. And he'll always, we, we go to a, a large event every December called PRI. It's the performance racing industry show. It's kind of like SEMA for the round track world. So they'll take us to dinner and things like that. And just that personal relationship is really what keeps my, business going with my customers and with my vendors
0: you have vibrant on the other side of your building another company that you're a dealer with
1: yes sir tell us about them so an fittings are huge in anything aftermarket aside from my wall of fittings here nashville tennessee or the other side of huntsville is the closest place to get an aluminum fitting in our neck of the woods there's a lot of drag racers a lot of round track racers, a lot of hot rod guys, and a lot of now that this side by side razor racing world has become so huge, there's a lot of guys that have needs for AN fittings. So at that performance racing industry show one year, I went up to the Vibrant booth and was talking, you know, letting them know, hey, I got this business. I've been buying your products from Motor State, but I would like to see about getting set up to buy directly from you. And the guy that I was talking to, actually, the guy that owns Vibrant. So, and we kind of hit it off, and he's like, I'd like to do business with you. You know, get with me next week, and the rest is history. We've been doing business with him for about four years now.
0: Very nice, and we want people to know how to do business with you, too, Kale. So, you have a website that I don't can have go a to? website. Okay. I wish
1: I did, but That's I, haven't, I haven't taken that leap yet. I have a Facebook page. You can find me at CFR Performance. I try to keep it updated. We try to post weekly about all the uh, services that we offer from – I mean, there's no need motorsports-wise that I can't facilitate from building whole chassis to... Uh, sheet metal work, fabrication work, repair work, engines, transmissions, rear ends—I mean, pretty much from front bumper to back bumper of anything. Aftermarket racing, we can, we can facilitate it. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany's coming in with some more things that they do. Tell them, Brittany.
3: VP racing, Rogers racing fuel. Yes, VP race fuels, and we have to have tires. They, they can't roll onto the racetrack without.
0: <laughs> and folks, if you want to find CFR Performance, it's located at 5674 Carla Drive, which is on your way to Rogersville if you're coming from the east before you get to the bridge at Anderson Creek going into Rogersville. Brittany and Kale, it's been a real pleasure to have you both on the Mark White show today. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Thanks for coming.
0: Absolutely. When we come back, you'll hear an episode of Cora's Corner from Cora White. I hope you'll stick with us. You are listening to the Mark White show and I'm your host, Mark White. and connect with them today.
2: Since 1943, Athens Bible School has endeavored to provide quality education in a Christian environment and to equip young people with the tools to be successful. ABS is accredited by Cognia and a member of the Alabama High School Athletic Association. With the Bible at the foundation, with all of our curriculum from pre-K to 12, ABS has something unique to offer. Find out more information at athensbible.com.
0: Austin's First Christmas is a holiday charity give back to help fund research and deliver gifts to Children's Hospital of Alabama. You can support Austin's First Christmas in three ways, donate, shop, and sponsor. Details are at austinsfirstchristmas.org. Austin's First Foundation, an Alabama-based public charity, is leading this effort to continue their mission of being champions for rare disease. Austin First will match total donations up to $2,500, 100% of funds raised will go to children's hospital of alabama that's austinsfirstchristmas.org go check it out folks this
3: is cammy cotler and i played elizabeth on the Waltons. Cora's corner is coming up next so stick around to hear a wonderful story
2: it's never too early to save for college
0: contact brad wallace your edward jones financial advisor on hughes road in madison alabama edward jones making sense of investing member sipc Welcome to a brand new episode of Cora's Corner from Cora White. Today, Cora will be reading Daddy's Little Princess, The Farm, by Alfreda Ragland. And now, here's Cora White.
2: From the time I was born, my daddy said he called me his little princess. We live on a farm. We have horses, cows, goats, pigs, and hens. When I was six, Dad put me in his old, beat-up truck and drove me around the farm to feed and water the animals. According to Dad, he did all the work. Well, I guess you could say I was in the way. But that was my special time with my dad. I was such a tomboy, I didn't care about the pretty dresses and cute little shoes. And I surely didn't like all those hair bows in my hair. Just give me my jeans and a t-shirt, a pair of boots, and my favorite hat my papa gave me. There was no time to be all dolled up when trying to milk the cows, gather eggs from the hens, clean out the stables, or run behind pigs that refused to go inside the pen so they could eat. These were not the chores for a girly girl. After we finished our morning chores, Dad would park his old beat-up truck on the big hill that overlooked the farm. He would let the tailgate down. We sat on it and had our sack lunches. We talked about animals and what I want to be when I grow up. Dad would always tell me I could be anything I want to be when I grow up. Dad was big on education. He said that's why he worked so hard so I could get a good education. I asked Dad what did he want to be when he was my age. Dad said he wanted to be a lawyer. He was actually enrolled in college to become a lawyer, but Papa got sick and Dad chose to come home and help on the family farm. Family is very important to Dad. Two years later, Dad and Mom met, and then came me, Daddy's little princess. I really enjoyed our daddy-daughter time. Sometimes I think I hurt Mom's feelings because I often hang out with my dad, but Mom assured me it was okay. Mom said, It's important for a girl to have a good dad in her life. I think I have the best dad in the world. By the time I reached middle school, things started to change. I met new friends. We liked to go to the mall. Yes, the mall. When I was younger, I didn't like girly things. Now that I'm all grown up, I love to dress up in girly clothes. I started going to after-school events with my friends. Mom and I would go to the beauty salon and get our hair and nails done. I guess I was growing up and out of my tomboy stage. To read the rest of Daddy's Little Princess, the Farm, you can purchase your copy at alfredoragland.com.
0: You have been listening to another episode of Cora's Corner from Cora White. You can hear Cora's Corner every Saturday right here on the Mark White Show. Here on the Mark White Show, we're recognizing difference makers and sharing their stories to encourage and inspire. And I hope you are encouraged and inspired by today's show and that you'll share it with your family, your friends, and your neighbors. Let them know about the Mark White Show and what we're doing to make a difference in our communities around the country and the world. I want you to follow The Mark White Show on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to The Mark White Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. You have been listening to another edition of The Mark White Show, and this is Mark White
2: and Cora White
0: encouraging you to
2: find your purpose by making
0: a difference in someone's
2: life today. Ah, oh, these are my kind of